I'm Tierra Drake and I'm the founder of Girls on Another Level. In a nutshell, Girls on Another Level aims to progressively empower women who are a catalyst for success. It is my mission to highlight African American women who are well established in their careers. What is needed are inspiring and real stories from women who have experienced things and can help guide other young women on their desired career path. My passion is to explore women's stories and what it really takes for women to be successful. The goal is to elevate and inspire the minds of women while they navigate their journey to a beneficial future. With the voice God gave me, I am committed to helping others become a girl on another level. what's up you guys so welcome back to part two of season four so you guys know that i took a little break because i was trying to finish up school and i also was having computer issues like things was just not working towards the end of 2020 but it's all good we're all back computers fixed got my files back everything's great and so you guys know that i usually start off with a scripture at the beginning of my episodes if you're new that's usually how it works but I decided to go with the quote that I want everyone to repeat after me if you're listening to this episode. I just feel like it sets the tone for 2021, being that this is going to be the first episode of the new year. It's only right that I do it. So you guys just repeat after me. This is my season to produce. This is my season to bring it forth. So in the name of Jesus, I speak to every gift, every talent, every dream, every prophetic vision and strategy. I command it to break through. It is in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. So each morning I have a different quote um, that I read to myself just to give me encouragement through the day and just to manifest positivity in my life. And this just so happens to be my Wednesday quote. And even though this episode is airing on Monday, it's only right. It sets the standards for 2021. It's just amazing. And I believe that anybody that is listening to this episode, whether you're getting gems because you're interested in the career or it's just that my guest speaker is speaking life into you, it's just going to be a great episode. It's going to be a great year. So we're going to go ahead and get things started. Can you guys guess what career we're going to be talking about based on the clip that I'm about to play? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your patience. At this time, we would like to begin pre-boarding of Bolle Air Flight 180 to Paris through gate 46. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Girls on Another Level. Today, I have the honor and privilege to interview Kia's. Everybody calls her Kia, so all the listeners welcome in Kia how are you doing today I'm doing pretty good how are you I'm doing well thank you so everybody that's listening in um Kia is a flight attendant for a major airline um almost four years in the game so she has some knowledge and she's here to share her story and her experiences as being a flight attendant now I just want to go ahead and We're just going to get this out of the way. Now, most people assume flight attendants are just there 
pass out peanuts and pretzels and water, but that's not what it is. Um, but what are some of the uh, major misconceptions about your job? Um, that's definitely number one. People think we are like servers. They think we're like waitresses, like an in, a in the sky waitress. And you know, that's, that's not the case whatsoever. Now, what I will say is because of the pandemic, it feels like that more than ever. Like the summer was very easy, but num- normally the summer is rough. Like the, when the summer flight, people get on that plane and they're halfway drunk. They halfway, you know, like hungover and we have to do medicals. Like I know CPR. I know how to give CPR to a baby, an animal, um, a child and an adult. Um, I know how to evacuate a plane. Of course, you know, you wouldn't trust me with your life if you knew for a fact I didn't know how to evacuate the plane. But, you know, I know how to put out a fire. I know how to turn off a smoke detector in, you know, under two, three seconds. So, you know, there's a lot of big misconceptions. But you would be surprised what all we learn when we're in training. And being that I've been a flight attendant for so long, my knowledge is very extensive. But that's, like, literally one of the biggest ones. I mean, and people think also think that we have, like, boyfriends in every city. Baby, no. I go, to, <laughs> I go to sleep now what I will say is I try food in every city but I definitely check out who has the best beds who has the best sheets but no I don't have a boyfriend in every city no <laughs> I'm glad we got that out the way so y'all already know y'all need to stop judging these flight attendants because honestly Please. that's always everything that I hear and I'm like now y'all know that is not all they do like I don't know no. exactly. I mean don't get me wrong we're we're around so many people so don't get me wrong like if I'm working a flight from Cleveland to Detroit that's you know those are two very urbanized cities so it, it's a good chance somebody's gonna try to talk to me but that don't mean he my boyfriend <laughs> exactly I'm so I'm glad everybody that's listening we jumping out the gate we're knocking all these misconceptions all these stereotypes that y'all put on to flight attendants, please don't because it's more <laughs> to them. You. It's more to their job. And as you continue to listen to this episode, Kia is going to state the facts, what it is, what it's not. So you guys just continue to listen on. Um, so that's interesting. Um, I saw in your bio that you sent me that you went to school for psychology. So was being a flight attendant something that you always inspired to be? Um, or did you kind of hit a career switch? Um, definitely. It was more so of a career switch when I was in school. Like, I always knew I wanted to be a flight attendant. Even people that I hung out with in high school would tell you, like, you know, Kia always said she was going to be a flight attendant. Um, so it was always something I wanted to do. But mm-hmm. um, when I was in college, my goal, my, my path was completely different from where I started at. I originally started off as a pre-nursing major. And we all know that that program is extremely hard to get into, especially at Valdosta. Yes. Um, so I switched over to healthcare administration. I did not like um, all the business classes, like the accounting. And I was like, uh-uh, I don't want to do this either. So I switched over to psychology. And then once, by the time I became a psychology major, by the end of my senior, no, I take that back. By the end of my junior year, beginning of my senior year, I was already putting in flight attendant applications. Like I was like, you know what? When I graduate, I'm a, I may or may not use this degree, but I know one thing about it and two things for sure. I'm definitely gonna be a flight attendant. So it was it yeah, it it was a career switch because of my major switch. But at the end of the day, being a flight attendant is is one of my dream jobs, especially for the company that I work for now. And 
I'm still gonna definitely pursue nursing, so that's on the way as well. But you know, I'm I'm it, it was a it was more so a career switch because of the major. Okay. So I was always curious about that. I'm always curious about people's stories um, because most of the times we don't end up pursuing what we went to school for. Um, It's just good to have that degree. So it's always interesting to hear kind of how the journey and how your path has kind of shifted and how it's moving. So kudos um, for nursing school and trying to still go. I had quite a few (laughs) friends that, you know, at Valdosta trying to get into that program. And had to switch as well, so I, I totally oh, understand why you so many. I remember, like, we had like a one like stable crew. Like, we had so many science classes together. So many, we took so many of our prereqs together. I mean, I think out of it's like a good six or seven of us. Out of the six, seven of us, I think three of us, maybe not even three. I think if not three, it's definitely two for sure that I can think of at the top of my head that actually went through the program and actually are nurses today. The rest of us are doing what we want to do. It's crazy. So anybody who is still in school, um, if you're in high school and you're thinking about Valdosta State, that's South Georgia, um, just know that nursing program is really going to work you. Um, So Mm -hmm. you have to come down there dedicated and make sure that you focus to get into that program. That's Oh that's yeah, and, and you know what? Tough. To say it's it's one thing to say, and they set you. They don't set you up, but they tell you to pass your classes. If you're gonna be, you think you're gonna become a nurse, you need to go in every single class with the mindset of I need an A, because when you set when you when you aim high, you're not thinking. Because I had the mindset of I just need to pass. I just need to pass. I just need a B. I just need a B. I think if I would have had the mindset of I need A's, I probably would have been a nurse by now. But everything happens for a reason, so I'm not regretting it. Yeah, that's see now because you're on this podcast, I'm about to explain and share your journey. See how it worked out. See, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, um, so you said even before you graduated um school that you were already applying for um flight attendant positions. So, what was that process like with the job search? Do you go into finding a airline? Um, or do you have to like attend courses first? What, what's the process like for that? So no courses. And that is also like a big misconception of how to get the job. There are courses out there that you can take. You pay like $1,000 and they basically teach you everything that you learn in flight attendant training. But it does not guarantee you a job in the industry whatsoever. They actually, I don't think they they frown upon people that do that. But it's like you don't want to go into something and you're already a know-it-all. So if you are interested in becoming a flight attendant and, you know, you're looking at the academy, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Cause it, it, it's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. It's just not what you're supposed to be doing. The process is actually very simple. Um, the, the applying process is very simple. The interview process is actually kind of rough, but um, the applying process, there's a website and I can't think of it off the top of my head. So if I'm wrong, Google may correct you. It's like flightattendantcareers.com or something like that. And you type that website in and it tells you it has a list of every U.S. airline. I think it even has like Canadian Airlines. I think um, Jamaica or like Caribbean Airlines are on there as well. And it tells you exactly what airline is hiring. And what they normally do is they highlight it in yellow and it'll say now hiring. Or if it's yellow, you just know for a fact that they're hiring. And so at the time, I also had people that were flight attendants. And I was also in a group me 
at the time for my sorority and there was a girl that had said hey I have a sister that works for this airline she said they're hiring a flight attendant so I was really in the right place at the right time and that grouped me and then my other friend was telling me like hey my company is about to start hiring and then you know the internet is just so much you can find anything on the internet so that website I checked that website faithfully maybe once a week to make sure I wasn't missing my favorite airlines like let me make sure my airline hiring let me let me see who else is hiring because at that time I was so stronghold on becoming a flight attendant I applied for every airline you name it I really did oh wow so I didn't see I didn't know it was like that so I'm glad that you did correct that because I'm over here thinking like okay they have to take some type of course before they oh, can no. fly and so literally even cool. like anybody can be a flight attendant so let me tell you the one thing you need the number one requirement that you need to apply is one year of customer service if you have one year of customer service you're good and that's with anything that's retail that's working in a um airline not airline industry but um working in like hotel or restaurant industry like if you have that if you have any type of customer service where you have interacted with people or had to help people then you're qualified the hard part is what comes after you put in that application because the interview process is there they're very particular on what they want and you know they want their image to be the way they want their image to be for their airline so they're very particular and thousands i mean thousands of people apply to become a flight attendant and they only choose so many but mm-hmm. everything else the hard part is literally after you get the application i mean once you once you get the interview that's the hard part but even training a lot of people think training is super hard but let me tell you something if you can if you've been in college before and you've done maymester you can do flight attendant training oh <laughs> yes <laughs> If you can do my master, you can do flight attendant training. (laughs) Okay. Wow. I did not know that. That's crazy. I'm glad I'm learning as well as we um, talk about this. So you did say that the interview process is the toughest part. And this is not going to be something where people that are listening, she's not here to just give you all the handouts because if you want this you're, you're gonna have to work for it but what is the best advice um you can give to someone who wants to be a flight attendant they've applied for the job and they're preparing for that um interview what's the number one um advice you have for them to prepare for that interview you know what the craziest thing i'm going to give you the most bland basic answer and from what I know, the knowledge that I have based off of my experience, it's literally the best advice that I could give because it works. And it's so simple. The number one interview tip to pass that interview is to smile. If you can smile for your entire interview, you, you're, you're good before you even open your mouth. Wow. See, I wouldn't have, I'm over here thinking extensive stuff like I need to do. <laughs> Of course, there's more to it, but I'm over here like, I gotta yes. do some research. I no, I mean, this, now, this, don't get this. me wrong. That's just that's just like anything. Like, you wouldn't go to a job interview with an insurance company, or if I had to go and sit at a table with Google or Amazon, I'm definitely gonna know who the CEO is, who's the who's the president at the time. You know, you do want to know. You want to know your your stuff. Like you you. That's just any any interview you ever go into. You definitely want to know something. But that that smile that smile speaks a thousand words, especially if it's genuine. Wow. So everybody that's listening.
listening, make sure that you guys go ahead and start practicing that smile in the mirror. We already be on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all that over here, cheese making videos. So it <laughs> seems like it may be easy, but I feel like it's going to be different. You know, you're in it front is. of people who are, are there to hire you so you can start your career. So go ahead and start practicing in the mirror. Make sure you're answering them questions with a smile. I'm over here smiling like, <laughs> and I'm not even <laughs> doing no interview. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Awesome. That's a real good tip. So you did mention that the only requirement really is to have customer service. But in your opinion, what are at least two qualities or skills that a flight attendant should have? Um, you definitely need to be a people person. I I rarely, rarely, rarely work with the same group of people. Um, we may pass each other in the airport. We may see each other on a layover, but you have to be a people person and you can't fake that. That's why a lot of things like if you have gone through the interview process, I think that if you don't get the job, it's because a lot of things aren't genuine. You have to be a people person. You have to genuinely be a people person. You can't just say, oh, I'm a people person. No, you have to be a people person because if not, you're going to hate the job. You really, really are. You're not, not only do I not work with the same people, but if I'm working three, four flights a day, that's a hundred plus people per flight. So I see over maybe five to 600 people a day. So you have to really be a people person. You have to be okay with people tapping you and asking you, you know, dumb questions, like, you know, just off the wall stuff. You have to be okay with helping people migrate through the airport. You have to be okay with people needing your assistance for little things. Like, hey, can you just hold my baby? So you have to be a people person. So that's definitely number one. I'm going to put a star next to that one because <laughs> that's, that's, that's important. It's important because I'm telling you, if you're not a people person, you will hate the job. Um, and then number two, I would definitely say, hmm, I would definitely say you have to be flexible. Oh my gosh, you have to be flexible. Like it's no other. Um, so some days and some some airlines are like this and some airlines are not. Some airlines will give you a schedule. Some airlines you will be on call. And that on call schedule is that that's where being flexible, you will really understand what it's like to be flexible as a flight attendant. You will be like, my job is flexible, but you're going to learn how to be flexible when you on call. And I mean, literally one day I was on call and I was sitting on my floor. Um, I think I was doing homework or something like I was just like doing a class or something like that. My job called me and they sent me to Puerto Rico. But of course, I, I didn't expect that. It was almost six o'clock p.m. And oh, wow. they called me and say, hey, you know, so you have to really drop everything. And you have to get to that airport. Like, so you have you have to be flexible. You can't be you can't be bad with time management. And that goes, that's like, that that goes into it. So you can't be bad with time management and that goes into being flexible. Like you really have to understand, like you're going to miss some birthday parties. You're going to miss some turn up. You're going to miss homecoming. You're going to, you're going to definitely miss holidays. Like I'm working Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, fortunately enough, I got New Year's Eve off. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. Um, <laughs> but you have <laughs> to be flexible like your family you have to you have to be okay with knowing like I'm not gonna see my family for Christmas or your family has to also adjust to your schedule so if you're somebody that's very very set in your ways like, I want this I want this at this time I want this at this time if you're 
used to a schedule, it's going to be rough for you to be a flight attendant because that flex, I'm telling you, like even with that day they called me to go to Puerto Rico, they could have, e- I could have easily got to the airport and they said, hey, we canceled Puerto Rico. Now you're going to New York. So you have to be flexible. Like your, your days are never the same when it comes to your schedule sometimes. So if you, if you really don't like, you know, being on edge or being on call or, you know, just kind of just going with the flow of things, it's going to be really rough. But if you're flexible and you just don't care, you don't have no ties to stuff. And I mean, like a whole family and it's fine to tend to have kids. So I'm not going to, you know, discredit them. They make it work. But mm-hmm. if you really have ties to that, like if you're not okay with leaving your kids or if you're not okay with leaving your husband and you just really, really can't do without it, you have you have to really make a decision when it comes to being a flight attendant. So I would definitely say being a people person and being extremely flexible. Wow. That that whole just kind of like, I didn't know that, I don't really know what I was expecting, but like just hearing <laughs> it out, like the on-call stuff, I'm like, wow. You definitely do have to make the time for it, listen to it. Mm-hmm. When you say that, like, that, that's your job. You do. Picked up, like, you sorry whatever you're doing wow that's exactly it's, it's your job and you really have to have that mindset like the whole time like this year you know for the most part crazy enough as long as I've been flying I've never worked I worked my last year was my first year working Thanksgiving this is going to be my very very first year ever working Christmas so that's that's new to me but I'm like you know what when I went to they they emphasize that throughout your application when you fill out the application they emphasize that throughout all your interviews and even the first day of training and throughout training like you're gonna miss weekends you're gonna miss holidays you're gonna miss this so you you know what you're in for when you when you sign that dotted line you know what you're in for so you just have to keep that in your mind the whole time like I gotta be flexible you you have to be flexible I'm just kind of putting myself in the mind as if I was the one trying to apply to be a flight attendant, which my schedule as of right now, I cannot be a flight attendant. I'm still in the process of trying to figure out, you know, what I want to do long term. I'm just kind of trying things out because my podcast is something that I want to grow. Um, but I'm still in the process of trying to figure out my career. Um, so I'm just kind of testing out the waters. And as I listen to like different women's stories and their careers, I'm like, hmm, is this something that I, I could do? Um, which the holidays wouldn't be like a deal breaker for me. But it's just kind of like just taking it all in. Like you really have to be dedicated to this job, to this field. Um, so hats off first you of all do. to you. <laughs> but I will say this. I will say this. I'm not going to lie to you. I have coworkers that are nurses. I have coworkers that are lawyers, real estate agents. That's a very, very popular job field right there. A lot of real estate agents are normally flight attendants. Um, because our job is so flexible, it's very easy to manipulate your schedule and to get days off that you need. Now, when it comes to the holidays, I'm going to tell you it's almost impossible. But if I need last weekend, even with my seniority, and seniority is very important in the airline industry, even with my seniority, this month alone, I've had three weekends off. Very, very, very rare. And it may have a lot to do with the pandemic, but you can pick up as much as you need to, and you can drop as much as you need to. I have a friend who, out of the 30 days out of the month, this boy probably worked six days out of the month. You can do whatever you need to. You just have to make sure when you go to work that you're doing exactly what you're supposed to because you don't fly as often. 
So if you have another job and being a flight attendant is your sideline job or it's your side hustle, you can be a part-time flight attendant. It just takes the the patience to manipulate your schedule and to do what you need to do to your schedule so you can do other things. But you definitely can do other things. I mean, I fly with so many people that own businesses. They are entrepreneurs. Sometimes that we're flying to a city where they have a whole restaurant. And it's like, wow, like, you know, and very, very common, very common are a lot of flight attendants. I'm based here in Atlanta, but some of my coworkers live in Florida. Or, or I live in Costa Rica, or I live in Memphis, or I live in Charlotte, but they're based out of Atlanta. They use um, their, they use a plane, like the way people use a car. So if, say, for instance, you work at the airport, but you live in Snellville, and that's what you consider your commute. Some flight attendants use their commute as a plane. So they live in Charlotte, but they get on a plane every morning before they go to work to come to Atlanta. So, I mean, it's, when I say it's flexible, it's flexible. So if, if it's something that you ever think about, you just make sure you really, really, really make sure you do all your research and make sure you know what you're signing up for. But at the end of the day, girl, look for your career. It's okay to have that career career because at the end, you can, you can always be a flight attendant, always. But if you have a career and you decide, hey, this is what I want to do, but I don't mind being a flight attendant, come back to it. And then if you don't know what you want to do and you know right now you want to be a flight attendant, you go ahead and you take that jump. So it, it trusts me. It has a lot of flexible points to it. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Um, and anybody that's listening, that was some great advice. And I'm definitely going to kind of, you know, just sit back and, and think about it. Um, but of course, this is something I, I would be open to. I, I feel like um, and all the knowledge that you've um, shared thus far um, is very beneficial in anyone's decision who may think this is a good choice to go. This information is definitely helping. Um, so you did say that you do work for a major airline. And so we're not going to go into the airline that you work for. But when it came to you applying for an airline, how did you go about choosing well, you did say that you were applying for pretty much as many that were open, but how did you know to go with the airline that you chose? Girl, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> the airline I'm with now was the airline that I gunned for. That was the airline that I wanted. That was the airline. When I first started applying, I said, this is who I'm going to work for. And like I said, I have over four years of experience, but I've been with three airlines this is my third airline so I've been the first airline was a great starter airline definitely when I went with them at the time they were the only ones that offered me a job um I did a a airline interview a flight attendant interview two days before graduation before I walked across the stage and when you are familiar with the process you know if you got the job or not and I literally walked out of that interview with my head down like oh my gosh I wanted to do it so bad I can't believe I didn't get this job like, I was sad I was so sad when I got back to Valdosta because I had to drive from Valdosta to get to Atlanta take the plane and go to Dallas to interview for this for this airline then I left Dallas went back to Atlanta and then had to drive all the way back to Valdosta to get back for graduation so wow. I right so I was dedicated, and I did not get it. And I had my head down the whole time I drove back to Valdosta. I'm like, you know what? 
I'm not even going to let this defeat me. If it's meant to happen, it will happen. And that's what I said after every single interview I did. I said, if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. That's like really my life motto. Like if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. And when I got with that airline, my first airline, I went with them at the time because they were the only airline that offered me the job. And this airline, it's not everybody's favorite, but it was an airline that treated me extremely well. I made a lot of connections. I met a lot of great people. And it gave me an opportunity to move away from Atlanta. I'm born and raised from Atlanta. So I packed up, I ain't going to say all my stuff because I had a mm-hmm. lot of stuff here. But I packed up, I would probably say, half of my stuff and moved across the country to Las Vegas. So I lived in Vegas for almost a year. Um, wow. Right, girl. I, I was, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. It wasn't because of the city. The city isn't bad. The people aren't bad. But I needed I needed my culture. When you're from Atlanta, you need this culture. So right. and it's nothing like that over there. So um my next airline, I left that airline, my first airline to go for the next airline because of the benefits, the the they have more flexibility. So every airline has a different scheduling system. Um and that plays a major part in it. So um, a lot of people will go to these different airlines because of the pay. Uh, a lot of the people will switch airlines because of the scheduling system and because of the bases. So if you go to an airline where they have an Atlanta base or you go to an airline that has a Houston base and you really want to move to Houston, you're going to be like, well, I kind of want to work in Houston. So, you know, it's a part of the job. And you're not guaranteed to move to that city, but it's just a, it's, it's a benefit that you kind of want to have. So my next airline, I, I, jumped, I jumped and, you know, went there. And the same thing, it, you know, opportunity was amazing. I met amazing people. But because of that airline, I was able to get to the airline where I actually wanted to be at. So this is always where I wanted to be at. I'm here now, and, you know, I'm so thankful for it. But um, when I was applying, I was like, this is where I'm going. But I also had the mindset that I was going to be a flight attendant. So they denied me. My current airline denied me twice before I even got an interview. So, literally, like, I, I went with the first airline that offered me a job. So, that's exactly how that happened. But I knew that I was going to be here. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't even um, know that, you know, you can make that transition to, you know, a different airline. Um, so, that's amazing. And within the amount of time that you have been a flight attendant, yeah, you're your knowledge is I never doubted your 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 knowledge and your, your experience <laughs> but it's like you listen if anybody needs any question answered about Please, career, <laughs> like you have so much experience and that's amazing to be able to share with people you know like hey even you know I may not have gotten what I wanted as my number one as first choice but this is some of the things that you need to do you work hard and continue to move forward like you already have that you know that airline you're wanting to work for and it'll come to you so that's just amazing to see you know not everybody has you know that success story where you know like social media paints the picture like okay like people still don't be eating grilled cheese sandwiches, you know, right, as you right. know, and having <laughs> struggle meals. Everything is, oh no, we worked and got this like the first time. Right. But it's just amazing to hear and that you are proud and, you know, not ashamed to let people know I didn't get it the first time, but just working at it. So that's amazing. That's, you have to have that so, mindset with a lot of things because, I mean, if not, you, you know, like you said, social media really does paint this picture like, 
you know, you, you we live in a, a social media world where people are 19 with the storefront, and little do we know, we don't know how many times they try for that storefront. And, you know, although people are getting younger and are reaching goals that our parents didn't reach until they were, like, in their late 30s, late 40s, you know, we have a different drive. So, girl, I was driving to this airline. I said, baby, I'm I'm going to get there. <laughs> Y'all are going to have to tell me to stop applying, but I'm going to get there. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I'm so happy for you. Alright guys, so of course you guys know that I have to do the business spotlight before we end this episode. This week is going to go to a company called Pinky Promise. So Shop Pinky Promise is a hair extension company and I just want to read you their mission statement from their website because it's so cute. I love it. So Pinky Promise is a luxury hair collection bound to stand out. Pinky Promise is not only a simple pinky intertwine, but a secret vow to one you can trust. As a company, we vow to you that we will provide you with hair you can trust to achieve the perfect slate every time. I just love the name. So that's that's the highlight this week. Um, she sells all types of stuff, y'all. Like not just even hair. So she's going to be there for your hair needs too. But you know, sometimes us women, we be having those bad hair days and we need something to cover up so she sells headbands as well and she recently started selling these bucket hats and they come in like every color you can think and they are so cute so make sure you guys go on to her website her website is shoppinkypromise.com or you can go on her instagram and it's going to be the same name shop pinky promise make sure you guys go support her check out her website check out her products and thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode and i'll catch you the next time